Welcome to the Professional Magician Podcast. Discover ways to book more shows at higher fees from a guy who's been doing it for over 20 years. Here's Chris Johnson. 18 tips for traveling when performing gigs. That plus a review of Pocket Python. It's all coming up on this week's episode of the Professional Magician Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining me here today. Um, the impetus for this particular episode came from the fact that I, I, I booked a last minute gig and, uh, so as a result, I'm recording this episode in a hotel. I had, uh, you know, a couple of relatively local gigs and then a set, uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. And then on Saturday, I've got a library show, uh, tomorrow as I'm recording this. And then all of a sudden, uh, literally at the last minute, a school in Long Island booked me for a gig. Um, it was like two days notice. It was like the weirdest thing. I never had a school book me for a daytime assembly that quickly before. It was, it was like so bizarre. Um, so it gave me the idea to do an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while, which is about travel. And uh, I've got some tips here from travel. Now, if you've been traveling for a long period of time and you're you know familiar with it, then there's probably not going to be a lot here for you. But I know a lot of my listeners are folks just getting into magic or part-timers or amateurs. So I'm sure you'll find something about this. Um, some of this is all simply based on my point of view, my um me and my desire to, to protect my, my mental state when I'm traveling, because when you're on the road a lot, um, it, it really wears you down. In fact, one of my friends um, recently told me about his travel schedule, how much he's uh, working next month, and it's like, oh my God, you're going to be dead by the time this is over. <laughs> so, okay, so here we go. I've got some uh, 18 tips. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short episode, because a lot of these tips are self-evident, but um, I do believe it'll have some value for folks listening, especially the ones when I talk about mental health. So in no particular order, uh, number one is when you're booking a hotel, um, join lots of rewards programs. Um, I know they used to have something called choice privileges for... Um, you know, like a Kana Lodge and a sleep in and relax in and comfort in and all that. I don't know if they still do or not. Um, now in, with Hotels.com, there's something called, I believe it's called Passkey, where you earn points or dollars toward free hotel stays. So eventually you can save yourself some money. Um, now here here's an important thing. For your mental state, book a good hotel. I know it costs extra money, but book a good hotel. Um, it's just so important for your mental state. When I was traveling a lot before the pandemic, I mean, I was literally on the road about 200 days a year, and it was just absolutely mind-blowing how exhausted you get and how your mental state could be affected by a bad hotel. You walk into a dingy room, and you know there's uh, cracks in the in the tile and that kind of thing, and it really wears you down. In fact, I recall one time I went into a hotel in New Jersey, and um, you know, paid 150 bucks for this room, and it was an absolute—it you know, was an absolute uh, you know, crap hole. I'm trying to try not to swear here. Absolute crap hole. And I turned the TV on, and boom, it was set to porn. So it was like, okay, this is a great experience. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, of course. So, um, and when when you're looking to book your hotels, you you, you always you can't always um, judge by the pictures because they will take corporate pictures, and the rooms don't always look like that. But you can look at pictures of the outside area of the hotel. You know, get a you know sometimes you can get a sense of the neighborhood based on how the outside looks. And when you're looking at reviews, look look at reviews and and, and what guests say if they talk about you know like bed bugs or, or bad water, you know, not cold water and everything. That's a big warning sign. If they talk about par- people partying outside the hotel all night, or how unsafe the neighborhood appears, that's a warning sign too. And look at how management responds to these complaints. Uh, sometimes they'll just give you a, a, a standard cut and paste reply. Other times they'll actually act like they give a crap. Um, 
And also, depending on where you're going, prepare for no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Some of the places I've gone to, even though the hotels advertise Wi-Fi, there's just no stinking Wi-Fi. You know, consider you know, um, spending extra bucks on your phone to make it a hotspot so you can you know have a place to um, do your work when you're uh, in your hotel, when you know, laptop responding to clients, sending contracts, that kind of thing. Uh, number two, bring lots of movies, whether that's um, MP4 files and an external hard drive or DVDs or what have you, and lots of books. Again, I, I look at this as being really important for mental health. Um, when I go to a hotel, I mean, I'm very lonely. I mean, I don't dwell on it because I don't have time. These days, I'm not uh, on the road as much. But back before the pandemic, I was on the road a lot. I got to be really lonely. So I bring a lot of books and DVDs with me. And uh, it allows me to unwind. And I typically um, just read books that are like non-magic related, non-business related, just to kind of you know, mentally relax. Um, when you, and when you get to your hotel, I should also say, too, bring lots of Lysol. Um, there's a, a lot of reports going around now that ever since um, COVID, um, hotels are understaffed and they don't always change the sheets between guests. Um, okay, number three, bring lots of water. Uh, I once read something, I forget where, that once you realize you're thirsty, um, you're already dehydrated. I thought that was fascinating. So bring lots of water with you when you travel. Number four, bring extra credit cards with you for emergencies. You never, you never know what's going to happen. I've had twice now where I've had flat tires and um, I was like hundreds of miles away and it was too far to travel and that stupid little spare donut that I had in my car, you know, they're only recommended for you know, uh, below 50 uh, miles and uh, that kind of thing. So um, a couple of times I've had to, and th thankfully the way that it worked out is I had like a, I, I finished my shows at like 12 and I didn't have any shows the next day until like 8 a.m. Or, or whatever the case may be. So I had all day to you know, um, call AAA and get my car over to a, uh, a service center and uh, have them change the tire, uh, you know, give me a new tire and that sort of thing. So, you know, have extra credit cards for those emergencies. I, I know some of my some of my colleagues out there, they travel with, you know, and one guy in particular who I adore, he travels with very limited funds, and I always worry about him getting stranded someplace in case he has a breakdown. Uh, number five, bring extra medications. I am now happily medicated, <laughs> antidepressants and so forth, vitamins and, um, thyroid medications. I got like a lot of medications. So bring extra medications in case something happens and you're on the road longer and you've got your, your proper medications to get through those extra days. Uh, number six, bring extra clothes because again, you never know when you're going to get caught, um, in some kind of an emergency, like a snowstorm and you can't make it home. Or, which brings me to my next tip, flights. Um, uh, I'll get to the aspect about flights uh, and, and clothes and everything in a second. But when it comes to flights, get there early, uh, get, you know, at least two hours. Um, pack your props very carefully. I had um, I had a, a couple of Samson hard shell suitcases. I mean, the ones that they used to show the commercials of the gorillas jumping on them, you know, the, the hard shells. And so I was I would pack my props in there. And uh, I got back, to, and I shared this story with Banachek at a lecture once. Um, I got uh, you know, got to my destination to the, where I was doing the show, and there were holes punched from the outside through to the inside of my suitcase. I mean, I don't know what they did. It's like they tried. It's like TSA or or the the flight crews tried ramming something through the suitcase. I don't know what they did. But inside, I had a number of damaged props, and of course, I tried claiming, you know, getting uh, reimbursed for the broken props and for the suitcases, and they simply said, "Oh, it was pe packed in poor, uh, is packed poorly," which I thought was laughable because they, um, 
like I said, it was punched from the outside in. So you pack your props very carefully. And if you're worried about it, what I try to do is I try to get everything breakable into my carry-on. Um, you know, obviously being careful, you're not bringing lighters or things that TSA is going to frown on. So I try to bring the biggest, uh, the most breakable props in my carry-ons to minimize damage. And, uh, and again, this is all past tense. I don't travel for, I don't take a flight for, for, uh, magic shows anymore. Uh, but when I did, a couple of times what I wound up doing is I would take my larger props and I'd ship them ahead. I'd box them up and you literally use FedEx and ship them ahead to the hotel. And, you know, of course you want to call the hotel to confirm this. Um, but that was a nice way to save myself the um, the hassle of worrying about TSA damaging my props. And it was an added expense, yes. But, you know, you pass that on to your client. That's If they want you bad enough, that's, that's what you're going to do. Uh, tip number eight, uh, do not book yourself any gigs the day before or after flights. I had one in Nebraska. I was trying to get back. The, the gig was on a Saturday night, like a 2 a.m. post-prom hip show hypnosis show and i got to the airport at like 6 a.m uh to fly back saturday morning for my gig and i had a, a gig a corporate gig that evening back in uh, buffalo near where i live and um, my flight got canceled so there's nothing they could do i couldn't get there so i had to call the client tell them what happened and i was very apologetic and uh it, it sucked um so uh, i don't book any gigs before and after um flights anymore one time i did i got really lucky that this all worked out. This is when I was just insanely busy. Well, I had like a week's worth of gigs in schools, and then right in the middle of it, somebody wanted to book a um, wanted to book me for a corporate um, motivational speech about team building. So I had a really good team building program I used to do. So I had a gig in um, I think it was Connecticut, and uh, I, I got done with the gig at like one o'clock. Booked myself a flight out. Um, let me. I'm trying to think of the. the I'm trying to think of the. Um, no, it was it was a, the previous day. I had a gig, and ended at like one o'clock or something like that. Um, got to the to the Connecticut airport, flew out. Uh, I, I don't remember the time frame, but I had a gig the same day in the morning. Flew out to Missouri for this corporate presentation in the afternoon, and then flew back the same day. Hopped in my car and drove another couple of hours for another gig the next day. I mean, it was like an insane travel schedule, and it, it worked out. I mean, everything was on time. I didn't even have any luggage with me when I flew to the corporate gig. All I had was my briefcase and my props in it, and uh, and everything worked out. But do not count on that. That was years and years and years ago. Uh, do not count on that. You know, don't don't book yourself um, on a flight the day before or after you've got other gigs. Um, that that's and that's by the way that's that's uh, tip number eight. Uh, number nine, know where your spare tire is and how to change it. I know a lot of people who don't know where the spare tire is nor how to change it. So um, you look at like a magic trick, practice it. Make sure you know exactly how to do it. I mean, yes, if you have AAA, which I do recommend, and another tip, they can handle it for you. But I mean, AAA, it may not, they may not get there for hours, and if you're in a, on a time crunch to get to a gig, then um, you don't want to be waiting around. So. Um, so yeah, that's that's tip number nine. Number eleven, number ten is uh, again get a AAA membership. I don't know if AAA. I'm so embarrassed to say this. I don't know if AAA is an international um, um, company. So I don't know if they're in other countries. I know I've got a lot of international listeners, but I know at least in the United States, AAA, AAA is a big deal. They can you know they can come help you. They can give you a jump start. Um, yeah, you know, by all means, have a AAA membership. Pay hey, whatever it is. And get the, uh, if they have like a bump up to pay for advanced or uh, um, added value, then get it because you may, I think with a standard AAA membership, at least they used to be, you know, they would tow you for like up to like 10 miles or something like that. And if you've got, 
um, you never know where you're going to get stranded. So I recommend having it. Um, if they ha- and I don't remember if they have an option where you can ha- have an added value membership where they can tow you longer than, you know, take, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth the mental health to know that you're protected. Uh, number 11, bring blankets, roadside flares, um, uh, jumper cables so that when you're traveling and you get, if you get stuck in your car and it's cold out, you're protected. Um, if you have to call for emergency help at night or during a storm or something, you've got roadside flares. Um, if you've got jumper cables with you and you're able to find a good Samaritan, they can help you, uh, jumpstart your car. Um, and know how to use it all too. It's really easy to uh, hurt yourself with with jumper cables. I know that sounds like very basic information, but again, I'm 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 astounded how many people do not know how to properly work jumper cables. And maybe it's just because I used to work in a garage that I I know all this stuff. I don't know. Um, Tip number 12, bring extra batteries for all your electronic props and your PA system if you're using batteries in your microphone. I know some people, they use a handheld microphone that's plugged in um, uh, into the wall so they don't have to worry about wireless. But if you're using any kind of wireless um, electronics or your PA system or whatever, make sure you've got extra batteries uh, because batteries can and will go, go dead. Just protect yourself. Uh, which relates to tip number 13, bring extra show supplies. Every, I, I think I've had this happen like maybe twice where I get to a school and I could have swore they said one show and I go, no, no, we're gonna have two shows. I'm like, oh, so, you know, if, if I'm doing a show where it uses mouth coils or rope or something like that, if I've got extras with me, then at least I'm protected in case I, that gets hit. And I don't know, it's, it's so long ago, I don't remember whose fault that it was. If I had a brain fart or if the client simply assumed that they could add a, a second show at the last minute, but I have had it happen once or twice where I get there and I was expecting one show or maybe two shows and they added a, and, and I think in one case it was one show and they added a second show and another instance, it was two shows, they added a third show. So always have with you um, your extra props, your extra expendables, I should say, moth collar, rope, and so forth. Uh, tip number 14, take plenty of rest stops. Stretch your legs, reinvigorate yourself, get a snack, get some caffeine, whatever. Um, I don't know about you, but traveling just wears me out. I get very sleepy when I travel anymore. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. So I, I now take plenty of rest stops. Um, tip number 15, when you're in a hotel, I, re- I recommend eating out in a restaurant. Yes, you can get, ta- I mean, if you're really tired and you get in late or something, you can get takeout and hit your room. But if you're, if you've got plenty of downtime in your hotels, like if you're on the road for like a week or something and you're, um, at your hotel at a decent hour, you know, eat out in a restaurant. I think it's good for your mental health to get out of your room. I'll bring a book and it's kind of, um, you just kind of decharge, not not decharge, but uh, you know, reinvigorate yourself. You know, just give yourself a mental break. You know, get out of the room. You know, go out into a restaurant. You'll hear other people talking around you, and it's just just something about it about being isolated in your room for days on end that just isn't good for you. Uh, number sixteen, bring extra charging cords for your computer, uh, your um, your your mobile electronics like your phone, your tablet, that kind of thing, because uh, cords do go bad, especially when they get bounced around in your bag. Um, or beaten around in your car like they do for mine. Um, so bring extra charging cords with you. Tip number 17, make sure that loved ones know your itinerary in case of emergency. And maybe you, you, something breaks down and you've got bad cell phone reception or what have you. Just make sure your loved ones know where you're going. Like my wife used to joke around, um, yeah, I have no idea where in the country my husband is right now. And uh, it was kind of funny, but then it kind of made me think, you know, that really isn't the best thing in the world. So make sure your loved ones know your itinerary in case there's an emergency. Um, tip number 18, 
Um, join all flight and hotel reward programs. Again, you'll you can save your save money this way. And I know Southwest has got a lot of bad press lately, but I really like the company a great deal, primarily because um, their points never expire. I mean, I've got points I accumulated way before the pandemic that I'm using now to book flights to get to uh, to my annual conventions and that sort of thing, which is really nice. And um, what's really nice about Southwest is, um, and I'm not, <laughs> I don't have a sponsorship with Southwest or anything. I just like the company. What I like about Southwest is, um, if you have a gig, I mean, you can cancel a gig. I think it's like up to 10 minutes before your flight and, and, and you can, um, reallocate those funds toward uh, a future flight, which is really nice. I had that happen to me a number of years ago where I had a, uh, a corporate client called to book me and they booked me one year and then. They loved what I did, so they booked me the second year. Well, the second year they gave me the wrong date, and uh, and so I'm you know sitting in my house, you know getting ready to take my um, take my flight the next morning for this show. And my client calls me and goes, "When are you going to be here?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because yeah, you're going on in two hours. And it turned out he had the wrong. And I was able. And he first he was very upset, and then I'm like, "Look at your contract." And he looked at his contract, and sure enough, he gave me the wrong date, and he signed it, so it was on him. So he was apologetic. So I canceled my my Southwest flight for the following morning. And just reapplied those funds toward um, a future flight for the same client a year later. And he, he booked me, and we did the gig, and everything was fine. So um, so that's why I do like Southwest. It allows you to accumulate points. Again, I don't have anything to do with Southwest. I just, uh, um, when it comes to flights, I like them the best. Um, so, oh, and the other thing I'll mention about Southwest 2, Southwest 2 is uh, pay the extra few bucks to um, have yourself automatically checked in. Because with South, Southwest... Um, you have when you check in, you're going to be in one of three zones, A, B, or C. And uh, if you're in the C zone, you're going to you're going to get stuck in the middle the middle seats. So I recommend um, paying the extra bucks to um, have have yourself automatically checked in. Otherwise, you've got to check in 24 hours in advance yourself. And if you forget again, you're going to wind up sitting in that middle seat, which really sucks. So I do recommend that too. So that is, those are my 18 uh, travel tips. Again, I know there's probably nothing revolutionary for anybody else um, who is, um, um, you know, a typical performer uh, who's used to traveling and so forth. But again, I know we've got a lot of part-timers out there, some folks just looking to break into the business. Do yourself a favor and, and do some of these, use some of these tips simply because they're good for good mental health. Well, like I said, that was going to be a very relatively short episode of the podcast, but I did want to you know, just cover this, something I've been wanting to cover for a while, and uh, yeah, and write in, you know, email me, let me know if you've got any other tips for traveling, and I can share them in a future episode or share them with my newsletter subscribers. So now let's move on to this week's episode of Trick Talk. It's time for Trick Talk. Honest, detailed reviews of magic tricks, equipment, and other fun stuff to make your show the best it can be. Okay, let's get into this week's episode of Trick Talk. This is a fun one I've been wanting to review for a while. It's Pocket Python by Chance Wolf. Uh, here's the ad copy. Uh, a brand new take on a classic trick. However, an all-new routine and props have been created that maintains the element of surprise when the snake jumps out. A big routine that fits in your coat pocket. No electronics and at an affordable price. The magician explains he'll break the magician's code and reveal exactly how all his magic's been done throughout the show. He draws attention to a small velvet bag that's been sitting on the table throughout the show. A small toy mouse is removed and introduced as Lightning, the world's fastest mouse. A short humorous tale spun explaining how Lightning is a rescue mouse. The routine continues, explaining how lightning is the secret to magic. 
as he's been zipping around the stage all night ex- ex- executing the secret moves right underneath your nose. And tonight you will give the audience the chance to catch Lightning doing the magic. Lightning is placed into his bag. A card is freely chosen, signed, and placed into the back or into the deck. The audience is told to keep their eyes on the bag as you will explain that on the count of three, Lightning will race from the bag, dig through the deck, find the chosen card, eat a piece of cheese, write a letter to his grandmother, race back into the bag, and enjoy a quick adult, adult beverage all before your eyes, and you won't see it. One, two, three, and they see nothing. You assure them that Lightning has succeeded and open the bag, taking a look inside. As expected, fooled again by Lightning. Is this your card? You casually tip the bag forward for the person to verify. Suddenly, a large 36-inch snake jumps out, shocking the spectator. The snake's mouth is slowly lifted open to reveal the signed card in his mouth. But where is lightning? The snake, the, the snake ate lightning. In a panic, the snake is given um, a firm shake as lightning falls from, from his mouth to take a ball. You get a quality velvet uh, heavy-duty bag, expertly machined gimmick, two lightning uh, mouses along with a scripted routine, online video setup demo. Also available for $165 plus shipping. Uh, this is delightful. Um, this is a nice economical version of doing the classic snake bag trick. Um, the angles are such that you can do this uh, pretty much surrounded. Um, the, the difficulty level, I would put this at like a one or two at best. Um, you, don't need a, you don't even have to know how to force a card. You can do this with a signed card, which is really nice. The snake itself is one of the best quality um, uh, spring snakes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Lightning the mouse is really cute and adorable too. Uh, the gimmick that allows a snake to jump out is, is robust and well-built. Uh, the bag is nice too. Uh, again, on a difficulty level, definitely a one. I can see this playing. I've done this for kids shows of all ages. Um, I can see this playing for adults as well, if that's your kind of magic. Most adults don't like to jump, so I would not do this for an adult audience, but you could. I mean, it would play well, and there's that, you know, that, that uh, amazement factor of the, uh, of the signed card appearing in the snake, which is really nice, too. Um, Angle-wise, uh, I think I already said you can do this pretty much surrounded. Um, I got this as a backup in case my snake basket, my electronic snake basket, ever died, and I'm glad I did. Uh, my snake basket has never died, but it's you know it takes a certain amount of space and a certain amount of setup. And when I get to certain venues, and I don't feel like bringing the snake basket with me. This is a nice little substitute. In fact, I'm going to use this little guy uh, throughout my uh, my upcoming my upcoming summer reading program. Um, Really nice trick. Uh, what else can I say about it? It's it's like everything from Wolf's Magic is well built. Um, it's easy to do. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that you have to you know, be touching the bag for the snake to jump out because there are no electronics. You have to actually, and it's, you know, I'm not revealing much. It's just a little switch that you kind of kick off to the side that allows the door to open on the, on the top of the uh, the gimmick and the snake to jump out. I don't think I'm revealing anything by saying that um, because they do specifically state there's no electronics. Um, and the reason why I don't like that is because your hand is, is touching the bag when the snake jumps out. So I think it takes away some of the amazement factor, like, oh, my God. Because I know when the snake jumps out of my snake basket, my electronic one, people are always very surprised. Um, and, and I've even had some kids say, how did you get that snake to jump out? That kind of thing. It's not a big deal. It's not a deal breaker. I just think it takes away, by having to reach down and, and, and touch the bag to make the snake jump out, I do think it takes away a slight element of surprise. Um, but it does, and I've been using this off and on for years, but it does get get really good reactions. So uh, based on the reactions, even though I do have that one quibble about how this is operated, I do have to give this a 10 out of 10 because it does what it says. The, the prop is extremely well built. It's well taught and um, it gets great reactions. Um, so I do have to give it a 10 out of 10, even though I do have that one quibble. So yeah, highly recommended prop. I really like everything else from, uh, from Wolf's Magic. Um, really recommend this prop. Really nice. And again, if you've been wanting 
wanting to do a snake basket routine for um, some time now, and he just couldn't afford some of the more le- more expensive electronic ones. This is a nice little way to uh, put that into your show. So uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Professional Magician Podcast. I'll be back next week, I promise, with a longer episode. Until next week, have a great week, and be sure to check out the Professional Magician Club Pro.com. Again, the Professional Magician Club Pro.com. I've got free business building tips for you, articles, all kinds of fun things. Sign up for any one of the six building, business building tips uh, um, out there on the site, and you'll get uh, automatically signed up for my weekly newsletter. You'll get a free newsletter delivered to your inbox, and uh, it's fun and informative, and everybody loves it. In fact, Michael Ross uh, just recently told me, I keep wanting to unsubscribe from your um, newsletter, but it's so well written, I just can't stop. You've got me addicted, which made me feel really good. So that's it for this week. Talk to you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of The Professional Magician. 